Yo, what's up, family? This is Jameer, and you are tuned into the Encore Radio Show. Let's get it! The views and comments expressed on the following radio program by his hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect the views of... Probably talking more than your rent is about I'm spending money just to make it, we getting it out But that's the hustle, nigga, guess I just figured it out Gold on my neck, goals on my check, holes on my dick, balls on the net Niggas think I rose from the dead, put the pressure in, they fold down the dad Poopoo niggas only trying to turn the code for the dad, no flash Doing shit that never was possible in the past Alright folks, good morning, this is the Uncle Radio Show uh, Live here, this is your boy Wise Soul Rocking out with Jameer, as you guys heard Make sure you guys follow us Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Uncle Radio Show. Check out our site, UncleRadioShow.com. Jimmy, how you doing, man? Man, I'm blessed, brother. I, I thank I thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm grateful to be here, you know? Thank you for coming. Thank yeah. you for giving us this, this fantastic conversation. That we just oh, had. man, yo. <laughs> at some point in the show, we got to bring Cha-Cha in here. Because <laughs> let me tell you, we got a debate to, to, to go on. This but, craziness, you know. yes. Yes, yeah. please. We must understand. I, know, I must understand her, her logic or lack thereof. Women not <laughs> logical, bro. They're emotional. <laughs> She's leaving out parts. We gonna oh, get it. We gonna get it. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, so all right. So you work for WBLS. I work for WBLS on Hot ninety seven and WLIB, which is a gospel station. Nice. Well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All of them. They're like all in the same area. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're all we're all in a we're all under one company, which yes. is MS Communications. Yes. So. Um, yeah, I have the fortune enough to work with all of them. So, you know, I could be ratchet, I could be soulful, I get saved all at the same time. <laughs> I'm ready, man. There we go, there uh-huh. we go. All right, so you're the digital producer. Yeah, I'm so a what digital is, producer. What, is, what does that entail? What do you actually do? All right, so what a digital producer does, man, is um, I'm able to shoot video content, come up and storyboard with a lot of content, mm-hmm. uh, original stuff mm-hmm. for uh, Hot, BLS, and LIB. Okay. And um, just kind of put my creative... Uh, uh, two cents in there and trying right. to build content as well as shoot interviews and interview artists too okay. so that's a yes. yeah 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 that's that's been added uh, to, to my to my repertoire for mm-hmm. about maybe like a year and a half and I mean it's just a blessing uh, you know I love it nice so how long have you been doing this like being a digital producer yeah, working with the, and, and working with WBLS and all. I think for BLS, uh, my third year anniversary just mm-hmm. happened. So yeah, I started. Congratulations. Thank you, my brother. <laughs> thank you. I started off at BLS and then the companies merged. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I'm gonna say two Februarys ago. <laughs> so enough. yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 2014 of <laughs> uh, February, uh, BLS uh, and LIB merged with High 97. Mm-hmm. So. I've been with them since two Februarys ago. Two Februarys so, ago. So, yeah, it's Bad. just it's been great since then, man. Um, I know a lot of people, they they always ask me, you know, how do I get into work at these companies? And mm. I give them the same answer that I have. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Shit, I've been trying to get in at some of these companies at the same time, and I just, I, I, I don't know. Bro. You got to know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Bro, yo, let me let me just be honest with you. I, get, I give you a, first, first of all, to answer your question, Literally, I applied online. Literally, literally, Whoa, I, I swear, yo, I didn't know that. The yo, online system works. I applied <laughs> online, and about after a month and a half, I don't forgot about it. I was about <laughs> to get another job. I, uh, I, you know, they 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 called me up. But previous to that, mm-hmm. um, when Kiss was around, when mm-hmm. Kiss was mm-hmm. there, and they didn't make the they didn't make the merger with BLS yet, yeah. I like randomly, I showed up one day at that same building where mm-hmm. where Emmys is, mm-hmm. showed up. Got past security, showed up, went upstairs, got up to the seventh floor. Yeah, I didn't know. I knew one. I knew of a person there, oh, and okay. I just said their name. I said they're expecting me, and I said I don't have no meeting, nothing scheduled. Yeah. I waited in that office until they uh they they were like, well look. She says she don't know who you are. Oh, We're gonna shit. throw you out. So, <laughs> like, you can't stay here. Like, you're loitering. But yeah. it just show it just show you the the power of persistence, man. Because like I was there. And then, like, probably a year and a half later, I was working for I'm about to do that as serious. Yo. I didn't apply it, and them motherfuckers ain't hit me. Yo, it's, like, so, it's so difficult. Like, yo, for it's but you got to figure, it's a lot of competition out right, there. Right. So, I think 
I want to say a how I got in was because I, I left grad school and I like picked up the, uh, a camera. Like mm-hmm. I was working on radio mm-hmm. uh, with Robin. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Robin, Robin Jay. Jay. We got a shout out to Robin Jay. Definitely the takeover. I was part yes, of that. Yes. Like when it when it launched mm-hmm. and I started picking up a camera yes. and I, I got okay and decent and that's how I got in because I started off as a video producer mm-hmm. and um, I worked my way in until I was able to kind of work. And start interviewing people and being on camera and filling in for jocks when they weren't there. Yeah. No, I pimped the system. Got pimped. Nah, yo, yo, yeah. Everybody has their way. Yeah, man. Everybody yeah. has their way. And speaking about their way, everyone also has their way to their path of hip hop. Like mm-hmm. how they. Everybody has this, this, this fan has a unique story. So yeah. what is yours? What what happened was like my mom was a little older, so she didn't really let let, let me listen to hip hop. Okay. So I grew up around a lot of classic soul funk. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all remember CD One One Point Nine, like the light smooth jazz station. I have, a, I have unique stories to you. I'll wait till you. Okay, <laughs> all right. So like I was in a lot of smooth jazz. I was like the only uh, uh, seven year old who knew who Bodie James was. Like I was <laughs> I was really. I was really, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, man. Knows, there uh, you go. Represent. He knows everything. Literally. There you go. You know, smooth jazz. He did 101.9, so I knew a lot of that. <laughs> so I really couldn't listen to to, to hip hop mm. until like I was around my like older cousin. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like my older cousin, she happens to be a hip hop head, like nice. involved with hip hop from like closest inception. So wow. I got around them. I got around her. So I started listening to, you know, Biggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Z, De La Soul, Tribe, like woo. You know, I was. I, then I became engulfed with the culture. Yeah. I really fell in love and kind of conceptualized it on my own. No, when I heard Umi says by Most Def. Wow. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. Because I'm. A, I'm gonna tell you, it was this. Uh, it was a Michael Jordan commercial, mm-hmm. and it had Umi says playing in the playing in the background. Mm-hmm. It was an underlay of the, of the song, and the commercial was so dope because it was like him, Michael. Uh, Derek Jeter, Roy Jones Jr. Wow, okay, okay. It was a, it was a big ass. It was I like for the sixteen. I remember that a little bit, but okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, we'll, we'll pull it up. We'll pull up the the the, the YouTube commercial yes. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I saw it and I was like, what is this song? It was just, it was magnetic. Mm-hmm. So. I knew hip hop before that because I was in the Puffy, remember Shiny Coat, Puffy and Mace, they were cute, man. Like, come on now. So, but I really felt like I I identified with hip hop after that. And that was a turning point where I started going forward, but I also started going back. And all the soul samples that, all the soul singers that I knew, they were blended into hip hop. So I'm like, I know this song. Like, I know it. It was like, this is I heard the original. Right. And so now, which is funny to bring everything full circle, uh, my mom, who wouldn't let me listen to hip hop, is now discovering Ready to Die and Illmatic and go, well, where was I when this? I was like, you wouldn't let me listen to it. But like, it's crazy. So now she loves it. So it's it's funny, man. That's what's up. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, Sort of, kind of getting my mother into yeah. hip hop now. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's 2016. Um, no, my uh, my family isn't from. My family's from Barbados, mm-hmm. and um, when we my family got here in '85 ish or whatever, New York was already wild, violent. Yeah, hip hop was just as violent, or at least yeah. it portrayed itself that way. Um, so I didn't listen to hip hop. I I caught glimpses of it on the radio, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't listen to hip hop. I think my, the first hip hop song I must have heard was in like 1996. Right. And um, huge year. Even my then, year. even then, I still didn't uh, listen to it consistently. I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't personally have a radio either. Uh, so Holiday Seven, unless we were in the car, this only the chances of that being played was so slim. slim right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I would have to get in the car first and like switch to it real quick before right. she got in, and that was a dub. Anyway, long story short, uh, my first, the first CD that I ever bought. Was um um the thing is called the Sim Shady Project. Yeah, Sim Shady yeah. LP. Exactly. Yeah. Now I got that. Um, mm. I used to, I was going to this um this summer school over off of Nostrand, like close down to the junction, and they used to this dude used to sell bootlegs Bootlegs, outside. of course. So and I went I went I copped the CD. I was like, I'm gonna go listen to this shit, and I listened to it, and I didn't know. Yeah, I remember this like it was yesterday. I didn't know that he was like the weirdest, whitest, oh, but most Vulgar artist of all time. I didn't. I didn't really grasp yeah. that concept at the time. And I'm playing this shit. My father had like these big ass, big <laughs> ass speakers. 
It's a Friday night and I'm playing this shit at the max. Oh man. My mother's in the back. She's not paying no attention to this shit. Mm. My aunt who lived downstairs called me and was like, yo, turn. You were scaring that. folks. Oh, was, you were scaring folks. Man. Right. Your family was not ready to hear that. No, no. That's a great way to introduce hip hop to them. <laughs> exactly. Marshall Matt, like some, some shady LP. What? <laughs> what? Yo, Stan, to this day, Stan is still one of my favorite songs. Of all time. Yeah, man. For yeah, fact. yeah. For yeah. a fact. Wow. But yeah. you know, every, everyone has like unique stories as well, mm-hmm. and um, you have a fairly unique. This is a bit old, but you have a fairly unique story as well. Mm-hmm. Summer Jam. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Travis Scott. Let's, yeah. let's, let's let's talk about this. What what, what happened? It. Please tell me what happened. All right, I'm a I'm a, I'm a I'm a lay down the story for you. So <laughs> okay. my assignment was to follow Ebro around, okay. right? Because okay. Ebro does all this cool stuff for artists, mm. like during Summer Jam. Yes, yes. Ebro did not want to tape. Okay, <laughs> he didn't want to tape at that time, so it was about three o'clock. So yeah. I said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take initiative. I went out there and I started, I was back and forth, but I started taping the, the festivals, uh-huh, uh, festival uh-huh. stage. So um, I was first on stage for like Tiana Taylor. So okay. Tiana Taylor, same position. So I was from like, I was in the back of the the, mm-hmm. the, the back of the stage yeah. and I was just filming, like, yeah. you know, boom, boom, boom. So I leave, I come back mm-hmm. and Travis Scott yeah. had, was just getting on stage. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like, I knew who Travis Scott was, but I'm more of an old school hip hop, Golden era yeah, yeah, yeah. hip hop, like even '96, '97, like mm-hmm. it's kind of my year. So mm-hmm. I knew of Travis Scott, but I had never yeah, really. Yeah, I didn't. Fair I enough. didn't. I, I didn't know him to be around him and want to do it. So yeah. when I was filming, I was like, "Oh, this dude is kind of raw." Like I had just, you know, started vibing to the songs. Like people in the audience were just going crazy. It was, mm-hmm. it was. It was bugged out. So I was on stage for probably. Most of, I would say maybe ninety percent of his set. Okay. I was gonna say so long his guitar player passed me a blunt, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, nah, like I mean, I, I, we on we on stage, like people can see me. I don't wanna get fired, so I was like, nah. So I remember I'm I'm videotaping. Me and Travis made eye contact probably about maybe three or four times. So okay. through through the duration of his set. Oh, set yeah. So. You know, I'm like, all right, we cool now. Like, I'm family. Like, I've been up here. Like, this is cool. So, when he goes, yo, hey, yo, get your nerdy ass off the stage, bro. And he started, like, pointing. Yeah. And you can see from the video, I'm still there because I'm like, yo, somebody behind me about to get flamed the fuck up. Uh, this is about to be crazy. So, I'm like, because I had been there the whole time. Yeah. So, I'm like, yo, this is about to be crazy. And then he starts walking, he starts walking closer. He starts pointing. And I'm like, ah, me? Damn. And then he like, yeah, you, get the fuck off the stage. And I was like, okay. Well, Jameer, look, how you gonna handle the situation? So I was like, all right. I was like, yo, I work for High 97, yeah, this yeah. and that. He was like, I don't fuck if you work for High 97. You know, this, this is my show, this and that. So now I'm like, all right, well, this dude is now, we're walking, he's walking like we're like this close. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. almost face too to close. Face. We're almost too close for comfort. Right in, right in moment for that for a nigga moment. Oh right yeah, right cause there. that, cause right that there. was on board. Yeah. I said, okay. so I told him I was like, I immediately cause I'm now I'm feeling like you yeah. threatening my personal mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Bro, right. I'm not the <laughs> tallest dude. I'm not the most stocky dude, but I know a couple things about fighting. Fact. Right. Fact. So I'm like, Fact. all right. So. I told him, I was like, yo, like, you want to pop off? We could pop off. So he was like, and you can hear him. You can't hear him. It was real quick. But he was like, yo, I'm an artist, bro. This and that. Like, no disrespect. You got to get the fuck off the stage. So I'm you like. You should have led with that. Yo, right, 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 right. So I'm like, and believe me, like, it, it's it's weird because you can, you just hear him on the microphone. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, cool, boom. So now, as you can see. Where his manager's like trying to guide me away, mm-hmm. and I kind of like pull back because I'm like, yo, like it's whatever at this yeah. point. Like you done, you done embarrass me. Yeah. Like yo, we can yeah. take it there. Mm-hmm. So we get to probably the edge of the stairs, like right by the stairs, mm-hmm. and then if you see, like, like I said, the video is real quick, but it felt like forever because I'm, I'm like, sure I'm about did. to have a nigga moment. It's a nigga <laughs> meltdown about to happen. <laughs> so his security comes, yeah. and it's like maybe two or three dudes. Mm-hmm. Security comes. Boom. So at this point, I'm like, yo, 
Cause I'm not about to hit dude first. Cause mm. I don't. I'm I'm still in the industry, yeah, yeah. so I'm not trying to be known as the dude that hit Travis, Travis Scott. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, if he not gonna put his hands on me, like yo, whatever. So his security come. I'm like, yo, this dude is pussy, and mm-hmm. I just like walk off. Yeah. I'm tight though. Mm-hmm. So I kind of in my mind, I kind of go back. I was about to go back up yeah. the stairs. Security was like this, and you know, I'm just like, yo, fuck this. You know, getting all belligerent. <laughs> People like, yo, calm down, calm down. <laughs> now, now, in retrospect, I'm thinking, and I, I totally like black, blacked out because mm-hmm. I'm like, it'd be like that. It'd, it'd be, be like, like that, that right? Like so that. I'm, I'm just thinking that, yo, only these, these people mm-hmm. have seen me. Yeah, bro. Uh, within an hour, I started getting the most texts. Like I'm talking about, are you okay? Texts. You want me to roll up there, Tex. I, th- I think that was the first hit and they streamed it online. Yeah, yeah. we streamed it. So yeah. I'm I'm still thinking. I'm not even thinking. I keep it pushing. Like mm-hmm. I'm tight. I still want to see him at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm not I'm not really grasping the con the concept that everybody yes. has seen this. So I started getting texts. I'm like, all right, whatever, boom. I get more texts. <laughs> then like I said, I get, yo, you want me to Niggas, do niggas have to pull up text? <laughs> all I'm in like, Jersey. Right, all in Jersey. Like, yo, we already there. Brooklyn like, don't play. What's right. up? Right. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So then um, I think like later on in the show, uh, a representative from Complex came up to me like, yo, we want to interview you. Oh, I'm like, shit. I'm like, for fucking what? And then I had to remember like, yo, like, did this happen? And I think like a few hours later, like... It had it was trending. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now to my my surprise, like I thought I was going to get totally trashed, oh, but no, no, no. a lot of people just like and trust me, I don't know, dude. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that he like kicks people out of his shit religiously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My thing is, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. But I'm not a fan. Yeah. We could scrap. Yeah. We could not. It never violate people. You know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. For me. Just have some respect. I'm a black man. You a black man. We just trying to. I'm trying to get my bread and butter. You take you. You are you are compromising my livelihood mm-hmm. by putting me in this position. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of felt that as disrespect. But I cho- you know I chose to take it the high road. Like people was like why why you in trash? Why? I was like yo for what? How would that have looked? How would that have looked? Like yeah. and and then and then I'm more I'm more of a yo when it comes to something like that. Let's forget about social media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. If we not gonna fight, let me talk to you man to man. Because you going, we going to respect each other by the end of that. Mm-hmm. You don't know me, I don't know you, but at the same time, I don't give a fuck how much. I'm sorry for cursing. No, it's but, all good. You know, I don't give a fuck how much money mm-hmm. you have, how much fame and popularity you have. You gonna respect me Fox. as a black man Fox. and as a man. Period. Fox. So when that happened, I was like, yo, I want to sit down with him. This and that. He was supposed to come to hot. Never did, mm. and you know I had that. That was something that I had to just take on the chin. Yeah. I was like, "Yo, I gotta live with that." That's crazy. Yeah. That the the the, the odd thing about that is that I was at home. I've mm-hmm. I, I've never I've never gone to summer jam, ever. Yeah. And I was this was the first. I was like, "Yo, I'm just on the sh- I'm just watching on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm good." I'm watching. I was like, "Is this this is happening right now?" Yeah. And then I and then um I had like I think the stream froze and I saw people acting you. I was like, "Damn." Yeah, yeah, it was. This is gonna be. I did not, I did not know, and I had to, I had to struggle. I struggled with that for a long time, like how to, cause I, I like mentor. Mm -hmm. So one of my biggest things about mentors, don't let nobody take you out of your character. How can I, how, how can I preach that? And I wanna, I wanna go see him. I want people to, to people who's definitely making the offer a lot, a lot. You know, ju- it was a juicy offer, you know. Yeah. But I was like, yo, I have to keep my composure. I'm not gonna be known as that dude. And look um, where you at now. And look where, look I'm, where you man. at now. See? Yo, it's a blessing. Everything happened for a reason. That exactly. was exactly. That was a hurdle I had to jump over. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. At least you got it. You know, got over it early and not like you know five years into your career where like you now your ego is part of it too. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like fam. So yeah. I, I I already have established. Yeah. Established like mm-hmm. I don't worry about my job per se. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, you know, you mentioned complex and whatnot. Um, did we, did you actually do that interview? Yeah, we did the interview. We okay. did we did okay. an interview. Um, we did a did a write up, and um, I, I spoke to spoke to one of the dudes over the phone, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it, it came it came out it was a good interview, and I think at that point people understood. Like people was like, "Yo, 
I see where dude is coming from. Like his own fans was apologizing on up. behalf of him. That's what's and up. And I was like, yo, man, like it's cool. It happened, you know. All right, so Complex and Holiday Seven. The Complex came up yeah. Holiday Seven not too <laughs> long ago. Yeah, man. And they had a we had, they had like a little bit of a. Let's just go with the argument. Yeah, <laughs> about we can the, go with that. Their, their top fifty album release list of mm-hmm. the year. Now, I I'm generally never on. I won't say never. Never is so much of a strong word. Mm-hmm. Me, Ebro don't necessarily see eye to eye with his with his points. So we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to see eye to eye to everyone anyway. Right. But at the same time, I did agree with Ebro. I think every single word, mm-hmm. every single thing that he said, even his approach uh, to it. But I personally, if I don't agree with something that you may say, I don't think I would bring you on to my platform to talk about mm-hmm. why. I mean. See, I feel like Ebro flames people sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times, really. But I mean, I like I wouldn't bring person a, per, a person yeah. on. But what do you think came from that 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 conversation? I think Ebro has a tendencies a lot of the times, whether people like it or not, to speak what's on people's mind. Okay. Right. Okay. So uh, when I saw the list, I was kind of like. Race murder, uh, race remember. <laughs> sorry, not race murder. Race remember at number three. Like really. <laughs> Like, this is what we doing today. Okay. Apparently. So, apparently. I was like, all right. So, um, you know, of course, like, what we doing when, when lists come out. Like, I work in the digital department. So, mm-hmm. I don't work in programming um, or, like, on air per se. But I work in the digital department. So, we all, you know, it's a 20-something group. Yeah, we, all, yeah. we all debate. We mm-hmm. all talk about it and, you know, discuss, you know, what what went wrong, what's right about it. Yeah. And um, I just felt like... Number three for Ray Schremmerd was it was a little gassed. A now, little? A, a little gas. No, I'm saying a, I'm saying a little for me because I might want I might want sugarcoat the fact that I haven't listened to the album. I heard the album. I did. I heard the album I was did. pretty decent. But all right, see, you gave me the. Not, <laughs> it's not decent face. Like e, Ebro even say y'all, I like the album, but um num, number three of it's a, it's a stretch. It's a complete another stretch. Cause I mean, if you think about it. Um, a lot of music came out. A lot of a lot of music, a lot of music, and to put Ray Schremer in in number three spot, I mean, I just think it's kind of disrespectful in a sense. Yeah. But I also understand that yo Complex is very smart because Complex will put stuff out like that to get click yep. clicks yep. and it click and it baits. right and and clickbaits. So you see, after that, they were putting out the top 50 singles and then uh uh i think at the beginning of the year they they dropped the top the 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 best rappers from 1979 to now so yeah dope art the art is good see the hard thing about that first of all i mean i i i, I have a love-hate relationship with with list okay because list by in itself they're gonna be subjective of course i mean it's everyone's a pain at the end of, of the day right but at the same time there are some things that are sacred ground. Yeah. And I'm sorry, top three is a sacred area in general. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even fucking say Ray Shrumman like that. Like, I I, I had to wait till you pronounce that shit to say. I said Schmurder. You heard me. I (laughs) I didn't say it right at all. You know, it's... And that was their... To my my understanding, that was their first album. First project. And Mm -hmm. I... I'm sorry. I I don't see it. Yeah. I, I, I don't... I don't see it. Right. But I mean... You know they have their business practice, and that is that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Fine. One thing that I thought was ironic, I guess from the outside looking in, is that people have a lot of that same argument with Hot 97, yeah. and not even just with Hot 97, but with all the stations in, mm-hmm. in the city. And once you look at it from a bigger perspective, all the cities that are owned by two of the biggest companies that yeah. own radio stations mm-hmm. is that. Only certain music is played. Right. That music is on rotation for the whole day. The only time that you will hear, you know, specific um, or I guess more indie music mm-hmm. will be really late at night or when the random um, DJ plays it whenever they play it. Like right. there's no consistent time. So I thought it was a bit ironic. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I when I when I look back at it, I always keep reminding myself music business. Music very, very true and I think in, in that case and what I had to learn and what I did learn from working at a radio station was that it's a two-fold system mm-hmm. because the DJs are going back to the program directors mm-hmm. and saying yo this is what's popping in the clubs yeah. you know this is what people are requesting mm-hmm. so when people are requesting um, Panda by Designer mm-hmm. you know 
And you know, it's it's a time and a place mm-hmm. for things like that. Yes, it is. But yes, when people is. are constantly requesting, the, the DJs are going back. It's a twofold system. I was because I, I felt. I, I trust me. I would love. There needs to be a filter. Yeah. Right. So I'm I'm of a certain age where I'm able to filter out. Like I I know I can listen to trap music, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of like fried chicken. You can't eat that shit every day. You certainly. You know can. what I'm saying? You need your fruits, your vegetables. Everything's good in moderation. You know what I'm saying? So I I need to I need to hear Outkast. I yeah. need to hear Tribe because yeah. I work around that all the time. Mm-hmm. So there isn't a chance to filter it. Yeah. For people who don't have that filter. That's all they listen to. Yeah. That's all that they're exposed to. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to hear anything else. Yeah. So when you always at the club, and trust me, that's not me because I'm rarely at the club. When you're always at the club and designer is popping in the streets and that's your homeboy and you and your homeboys in there. <laughs> let me go to DJ. Yo, play that designer. And when the club erupts, that's what the DJ is go taking back, back to the program director. Here's what we need. Okay, but so let's 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 where all right where at this point then if the DJs are only playing club music or the best things that that, mm. that knock in the club, where mm. is there a lane for J Cole to make it onto the radio aside from? Very true. That you know that's that's yeah that's where I think the system has a, 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 a it falls off. Yeah, you know I think there needs to be in a, another position where it's like okay well you know what like this music is really good and has a strong support system. Yeah, but you will not hear it in the club because it's not a club record. Very true. And this artist is not a club artist. Like, I've had people come and sit down next to me and tell me, oh, well, you know, I have to make a club record. And I'm like, what? That's not, I'm like, that's not even your style, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it sounds like you're about to force to make a club record right. just so that the radio stations in the city could hear you. Again, it's it's a two-fold system. If if if, uh, if an artist like Joey Badass was ever to conform and try to make a pop kind of club record, mm-hmm. it would... But he has the knowledge not to do so because he has that filter that I was yeah, talking yeah. about. But if he was ever in that position, it would be because, yo, I see such and such blowing up. Everybody's blowing up around me and they're making these certain kind of records. I need to eat. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to do. So so I see a lot of artists. Perfect example, OT Genesis. Mm-hmm. OT Genesis can, yo, I saw OT Genesis live. Like he performed Cut It before it started getting like exposed like uh-huh. crazy. We had a Hot for the Holiday show. Uh-huh. Um, it was Buster Rhymes and Friends. Of course, Amazing. And you know, he's part of that conglomerate. Mm-hmm. When I heard him spit Cut It live, like, and his flow, his cadence, his lyrics, he was going ham. It was fire. Yeah. But he has, he felt like he had to make a song like that. Because that's what people are. This is what this is what the younger generation and people in the clubs are requesting. Yeah. Now, what uh, uh, something that Ebro said and that he spoke to the program director, he said on air, is that why are we not supporting Kendrick Lamar? Uh, yes. Why yes. they're not art? Why why radio stations not bumping Kendrick Lamar? He is an eleven-time Grammy-nominated artist, and yes, nobody's yes. getting behind him like that. Like we may hear Kendrick here or there. <laughs> Right? But we going to hear Hotline Bling. Nothing wrong with that. Time and a place. We going to hear Future. We going to hear Jumpman. Time and a place. Yes, yes. We going to hear the same shit over and over, but that that things that are uplifting, ironically, and conscious, we don't want to feed to the masses. Which is, which is, it's a gift and a curse. Absolutely. And I'll say that to say this. You know, the reason why I even started this show in general was Mm. because I felt like that was missing. Yeah. You know, there was music out there that needed to get, that needed to be pushed, but there was no one out there to push it. Mm-hmm. And many shows popped up like mine for that exact reason as well. Right? Thankfully, we've survived over yeah. the years now. We're going on our third year now. Congrats. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Don't win that, don't win that clap sound effect. <laughs> we all throw that in. Throw that in. But at the same time, you know, I'm I'm happy now because I realize that if they if the state if stu- the stations in our city and cities across the country were doing that, then I would have no I wouldn't have right. a lane. That's there very would be true. no lane for me. So That's gift and a curse. Gift and a curse. Yeah. I get a chance to sit down with fantastic people every day or every week, mm. you know, and you know, radio plays what they play, and I play what I play, and eventually everyone gets a chance to hear what they want to hear. Very true. Cool. Very true. You, now you've been, I can't argue with that. You've been segueing very well. Hey, man. <laughs> Segway champion. <laughs> the Grammys. The hey. Grammys. The Grammys. Yeah. I just want to go over a couple genres here, well, a couple uh, places where people can actually win. Mm-hmm. I guess the ones that I care about. So, best go. rap slash sung album, uh, collab, excuse me. We have uh, One Man Can Change the World. Um, Glory, Classic Man, These Walls, and Only. Which one do you think 
will probably win that. Category. One man can't change. Can you give me the artist? The sure, artist yeah. yeah. One man can change. One man can change the world. Big Sean, Kanye, and John Legend. Right. Rory okay. is common and John Legend. Mm-hmm. Classic man, Jadena featuring uh, Roman Giancarlo. I'm always fucking the name up. It's okay. Uh, these walls, Kendrick Lamar, Bilal, um, Anna Wise, and the Thundercats, and mm-hmm. only featuring Nicki Minaj, Drake, Wayne, and Chris Brown. <laughs> okay, so. Now you're asking me which one do I think? Yes, personally, your own personal opinion, unpopular or not? Okay, here, here's my here's my thing. This year, about 2015, it's undeniable. Okay, it's undeniable to ignore the fact that Kendrick Lamar's stamp on the game was needed, mm-hmm. was relentless, mm-hmm. and was timely. Yes. With everything going on, mm-hmm. we know that and we're definitely getting into that. Yeah, okay, we're going, we're going, yeah. Look, Segway champion since fourth grade, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's um, for me, I just felt like, and a lot of people say, you know, I don't really get the Kendrick record. I ain't mm-hmm. really like it. Um, my my homie, uh, Diani Scotty Bean mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. I97 said, and That's I think I too. think it was perfect. She said it's not the album that I necessarily wanted, but I think it's the album that I necessarily needed. And and I and that's not even her favorite album this year, but it's my favorite album this year. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that album was so needed. Mm-hmm. It was like things just started happening where people just started to wake up. Yes, it was like that. That was one of the key moments where it was like snapping. So that not uh, deterring off from if these walls could talk, but mm-hmm. when you listen to Wesley's theory. Mm-hmm. When you listen to things like If These Walls Could Talk, when you listen to her politics, mm-hmm. when you listen to how much a dollar costs. Mm-hmm. President the, Obama's favorite song. President Obama's favorite song. And you listen to it, it's a culmination of things that African Americans are going through in this country. It's the DNA and the mind frame of black people today. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So, to me... Of course that should win. <laughs> right? Because okay. it's it it's it's undeniable mm-hmm. the effect that that is having. All right. I didn't even yeah, touch exactly. all right. I, I was waiting to see what you're saying. Okay. Undeniable the effect that it, it's as timely today. Protest anthem. It's as timely today, and I'm gonna say it, whoever could persecute me, whatever, it's as timely today and as needed today as uh, what's going on by Marvin Gaye was back then because that's this generation part of this generation's anthem as far as uplifting each other and feeling better so I'm gonna go with If These Walls Could Talk I'm not gonna front like I Ain't Like Only by Drake and you know everybody in there Glory I feel like that one an Oscar that y'all good y'all don't need no more like you know but um, I would say it would probably be even though it's oil and vinegar, it's gonna it's gonna go to if these walls or only. I feel like the Grammys are gonna give it to only though. That would suck, but all yeah. right, it would. That but would you know, that would suck. All right, uh, so best rap song we have all day. Yeah, uh, Kanye, all right, Kendrick, mm-hmm. uh, Energy, Drake, Glory again. Yeah, and uh, Trap Queen. I feel you out. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, it's undeniable. <laughs> To, no, I'm, I'm going to switch it. It's undeniable to ignore the impact of Trap Queen. Yes. Okay, okay, It's, it, it's okay. undeniable, and I'm, I'm not biased here. Mm-hmm. It's undeniable. When I tell you, white folks, <laughs> I, I saw, I'm not even going to lie, I saw um this little, I don't know his name, but y'all can pull it up on YouTube. It's this mm-hmm. little 11-year-old kid, mm-hmm. white kid, mm-hmm. uh, singing Trap Queen. Mm-hmm. It's like a ba- it's like a ballad. Like it's almost <laughs> like how you're like so if if you know like the history of music, mm-hmm. people like how um they would have these great black bands and great black singers back in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. They record this music. Mm-hmm. But people were record producers were either uh giving the songs away mm-hmm. to white artists mm-hmm. or they wouldn't even put their faces on, on the on the actual on the, record. Yeah, that's All right. right. So it was kind of a whitewash that like you're taking mm-hmm. it away. When I started seeing how many white people were loving the song, how many times it was being played on Z100, mm-hmm. I said, this man <laughs> has taken this song, and mind you, the video and song were out a year before, but yeah. once it hit, it was earth-shattering. Mm-hmm. It's undeniable to uh, to deny that man an, inc- an incredible career for 2000, 
and 15. I, I'm not even going to hold you. When I when I listen to Fetty, I mean, he, he's, he has a soulful type of voice. It's like, you know, it's kind of like my, my co-worker says, it's uh, it's like country music. <laughs> it's like a rap country ballad. You know, I, no, I like that. I, I like, like that. that. I, like I was that. like, yo. I like that. I, like that. I, I get it. So, I, like I can't deny Trap Queen, but... um. Again, you know, you can't you can't deny the uh, impact of something like Energy, which had clubs and people and radio stations all over the country mm-hmm. going crazy. And all right, you said all right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right is clearly my favorite. <laughs> clearly. You know, just because uh, again with the point I made about Kendrick, but mm-hmm. you know, you can't deny Fetty. You can't mm-hmm. deny Fetty. You know what? And I I would be really happy for him. I will say that. I'm not mad at Fetty, cro- man. This crossover game is real. Oh my gosh! Like his what? Like yeah. How many? How many hit singles? This this three, past year? Three, three. Three. Yeah, my way. Uh, 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 uh six, six seven nine. R G B Island. Like uh, uh did, you, did you did you did you get a chance to go through his whole album? Nah, 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 not really. I got I got through I got through most of it. I faded mm-hmm. about. Halfway and woke back up like three songs later. Right, yeah. Okay. I mean, cause it almost sounds like one consistent song. Of course, yes. But I mean, but yeah. it, it's okay. I mean, there there are hits in there. Fetty guy, Fetty guy hits. hits in there. There are hits in Fetty there. Fetty has hits. I'll you say can't that deny much. it. All right, last one before we go to break. Uh, mm. Best rap album, uh, 2014 Forest Hill Drive, mm. uh, Compton. If you're reading this, it's too late. Mm. To Pimp a Butterfly and The Pink Print. Okay, so I'm conflicted. Okay, and I'm gonna okay. tell you. I'm gonna tell you why. So of course now you know my love for To Pimp a Butterfly. Yes. I thought it was an immaculate album. I never been a Cole fan. I was never a Cole fan. I'll be honest. Like I've seen his grind. Mm-hmm. Like to people not e- looking at their phones when he performed. To him now selling out Madison Square yeah. Garden. Yes, his grind is undeniable. I think if if we were to judge, I don't even think he reached his peak yet. So okay, if, okay. I, I don't think he's reached, reached his peak. I think he has so much more room to go because if we're talking about a race between him, Drake, and Kendrick, mm-hmm. I feel like Drake is clearly up here. It, first of all, Drake don't miss. We'll get we'll get yeah, to Drake that. Don't, yeah. Drake don't miss. Like on on a, I got a theory about Drake, but Drake don't miss. So he's here. Kendrick is still climbing, but I think Cole. What's funny about Cole is that I think I thought he was boring when he mm-hmm. first came out. I wasn't really. He's not a. He's not that excited. I, I, I called him the blue collar Drake. It's like, <laughs> yo, if you want to hear about emotions about student loans and about <laughs> chicks not liking you, but now they like you because now you, you straighten up, you, you got a crooked smile, and that shit cool now. Like, yo, you can listen to you can listen to Cole. When I heard Forest Hill Drives, there wasn't a song that I saw that that I heard that I was like, oh, I gotta skip this. Yeah, it you can bump that shit. Straight top to bottom, top to bottom, mm-hmm. and I love, I love to pimp a butterfly. I think it's the most important album, one mm-hmm. of the most important albums that came out in 2015, mm-hmm. if not the most important album that came in 2015. But there's some songs where I like, oh, I can skip right now. I can't go, I can't go, I can't go to you. I don't want to feel you right now. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah, yeah, loving yeah. you is complicated. I can't get in that mind frame right now. Mm-hmm. But there isn't a song on 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 Forest Hill. That I would that I would skip. So, if Drake or Kendrick, not Drake, sorry, if Cole or Kendrick don't win, like we pro, we gonna burn that. Hey, bitch I, down. I, yeah, I would be upset. I'm protesting. I would be upset. I would be upset. Yeah. I would be upset. I would be upset. All right, bet. All right, so we're gonna go to a quick break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we have yo, we have a lot more to talk about. All Jesus right. Christ, we have a lot to talk about. Anyway, folks, this is the Uncle Radio Show. Good morning. From growing up in rural Alabama to living as a hippie in California, author Lisa Thomas McMillan understands in order to see the path that is prepared for you in life, you must first walk it for yourself. Lisa's inspirational book titled Living Fulfilled, The Infectious Joy of Serving Others is now available for purchase. All profits from the sales will go to help build a soup kitchen, which will provide thousands of monthly meals for the less fortunate. Visit www.pleasebelievepeoplearehungry.com to order your copy and help this worthy cause. I'm here with Ruth Masfun of Pocket. So Ruth, what does Pocket mean? So Pocket means people of color in tech. And what we do is we amplify the voices of people of color who are in the tech industry Mm -hmm. and allow them to have their voices heard by writing and contributing to our uh, digital platform. Where can everyone find this platform? It's uh, They could go to peopleofcolorintech.com, also on Instagram and Twitter, uh, 
POC intact. All right, folks, let me back. Soundcore Radio Show. Live here with Jameer. What's up, y'all? Yo, make sure you guys follow Jameer on Twitter, Instagram, at It's Jameer. Absolutely. It's Jameer. I-T-S-J-A-M-E-E-R. Yeah. Two E's, folks. Don't Two E's. Yeah, that's right. No I-R-E-E-R. <laughs> like, a lot of people misspell. Yo, you know, people send emails saying, hey, James. Like, James? Yo. Like, I don't even got S in my name, like, remotely. Yo, so, take care. Like, uh, spell check and listen. autocorrect. Listen. Put Jameer so, in your library. So. Your dictionary. So, I... I my moniker is Wise. I had it now for it's almost in almost in five years that I had the, the name Wise, mm-hmm. and I got it because people always mispronounce or misspell my name mm-hmm. or a combination of both, right? So I eventually realized that Wise sounds better, Wise works better. If I ever want to go anywhere, I need to just I'm not gonna go off. I'm not gonna work with my real name no more. Cool. Now I get emails and they say, "Hey Wiz," and I'm like. So you're just gonna forget the E. You're gonna forget the E. You're gonna yeah. get the whole the E, fam. Ignant. Like y'all just don't respect me. Y'all just don't respect my whole shit. They don't. They don't care about us, bro. <sighs> Fuck it, man. Cause we're black. Really, they really don't. Yes. We're black. Yo, the Segway game from this man is real. Lay up. Come on, fourth the grade. Segway, segway champ. All right, man. <laughs> Jameer, we in some very troubling times, yeah. man. Uh, we got Donald Trump running for yeah. president. Yeah. We got Ted Cruz talking about car- carpet bombing people. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched the most... I watched... You know, forget about the most recent debates. These niggas have had about 10 debates now. I had debates. Um, I watched one of the most recent debates, and they were talking about acceptable losses. Now, I know that every president has to deal with this, you know, whether it's Democrat, Republican, or whatever. But acceptable losses. This was a debate question in which they pressed the doctor, Ben Carson, of course, mm-hmm. about having an acceptable loss, killing women and children to get a terrorist. And I'm like, this is what we fucking talking about? Yeah. We got real issues. The Republican debate, I've watched every single one of them, mm-hmm. by the way, now. Watched all of them. The first time that there was a hint of a message about Black Lives Matter, or, you know, don't, don't, even, don't even say it in that sentence, about Black Lives Matter. That, that matter whether or not they matter or not <laughs> was the last the most recent debate uh-huh. and they gave it to Rand Paul he answered the question and then no one else had to talk about it and I was like yeah. so this isn't a big this isn't a big enough issue we're just gonna talk about ISIS for fucking seven more debates alright bet mm-hmm. no problem and that was my mini rant my only rant it's all right. for the show it's alright this is Jameer's time right here so uh-huh. Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. you talked earlier about people like things something snapping listen to listen to Kendrick's album a lot of people like snapping they were like oh very true we you know we are in troubling times that like, we are having issues in the community there is civil on there is civil unrest quote unquote you know people mm-hmm. are upset about police um police brutality people are upset that black lives feel like they don't matter you absolutely know? some assholes are still out there saying all lives matter you know what what, what was your take on 2015 and, and, its, and its relation to black people <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a hell of a question. That's, that um, that was a good answer right there. It yeah, was, it, was, <laughs> it was um, it was it was a very trying year. Yes, definitely. it was a very trying year. It, it was a year that I really consider to be very instrumental in in the growth of myself. Okay. Um, okay. I, I think that. I had to I had to really learn and understand that black people are extremely special and important. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we weren't as amazing and didn't come from a divine presence like we do, there wouldn't be so many people trying to tear us down. Facts. Right? So I had to learn that. That Facts. was that was that was definitely one. I had to had to realize that, yo, I'm of so, so much importance that not only are my features and my uh culture being uh, uh being used as a commodity, but people are literally trying to kill us. And then what's crazy is taking the same things that we have. Yes. You know? Yes. You know, I, I think uh, I truly realized what Paul Mooney said on the Chappelle show. Everybody want to be a nigga, but nobody want to be a nigga. Yes, yes. You know? Everybody no. want the lips, the hair, the ass, the skin. But when it come down to it, don't nobody want to really embrace us. No, no. You know, don't nobody no, really no. want to be associated with black people, but want to take everything associated with black people. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a chance to go down for Hot 97 and uh, to WBLS to the 20th year anniversary of the Million Man March. Mm, yes. Um, I was there too. Yeah. Very important. Very important. I, I did uh, 
I did uh, some corresponding for it. So. I think I saw a couple of videos. I know I did see a couple of videos. Yeah, fine. yeah. I uh, I had the I had the fortune enough. I went down there on behalf of the station and um, well, really on behalf of myself. It was mm-hmm. something that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um. You know, went anyway. It was. I, I yeah. I went and I was like, yo, I'm going to get people's uh, lives and. And and their pain on camera because this is something that people need to see. This is oh, what America needs to see. One person that I remember Ooh. for a fact, this one woman. Uh, I think her son had passed away, mm-hmm. and um, she was telling you her story. Um, it was the most powerful part of that because I went and I had never had a chance. I never, I never had never been. Mm-hmm. Again, my my, I'm still. I, I don't know. I still don't necessarily being West Indian, having mm-hmm. a West Indian background. I don't necessarily correlate or understand all of the issues that black Americans have. I get that. I'm still, you know, I don't have that that history. Right. I can't go to my grandmother from the South and be like, yo, so let's talk about like, I, right. I, don't, I don't have that. You grandmother have from that. the South, I don't have that. You know, I, I don't have that, that history um, in that relationship. So I don't understand as much. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, and as I get there, I always pass that all along to my family and say, okay, well, you know, you know, black Americans do this because, mm-hmm. you know, or this happens because, right. and you got to look at it from this perspective and that perspective. So I, I get it, but I don't see it as much, you know. I, I don't have it. a cousin. I, like, I've never been to Rikers. I don't have a cousin who's who's been in Rikers. I don't have a cousin right. who's been in jail. I don't understand. I've never had a cousin who's been shot by the police. None of my cousins, including myself, have ever been stop and frisk. So I don't understand mm, per se. Okay. But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't I shouldn't understand or at least right. I shouldn't try to. Yeah. I think a lot of people they play the ignorant card and it's it's, it's that's yeah. not, it's not right. That's very true. And some some of it, you know, you can't really blame because they are ignorant to the fact, not by choice, but by just because they have no experience with some people and it's hard to believe but some people in 2016 in America have never seen a black person in their life up close and personal if you go to places like Montana mm-hmm. you go to places like I'm, I remember my boy uh, a few years ago he had an internship in South South Dakota Jesus why? Christ. I don't know but wow. he, he was this was the, this was the phase it was like college so this was like around 08, 09 and you know it was cool to be a shotter <laughs> yeah, so yeah 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 my man yeah, had yeah. the had the ding dong locks <laughs> going like this in a mohawk <laughs> and people were like looking at him like he like literally like he was a Martian he told me he was like it was the most uncomfortable situation <laughs> I was the only black person in the town yeah. but there, there there there's still some people who are, have seen this is like the first or second black person they've seen in their life you know the interesting part about that was that just this last week um I had uh well actually matter of fact the episode is gonna come out tomorrow okay for those for those listening to this now in two weeks um we had Matt O from Upcoming Hip Hop mm-hmm. and Matt is from Wisconsin right Matt told me that ninety five percent of the people in his town were white right and that in his entire school he probably only had two or three black people that is I was scary. like he's, I I asked him, I was like yo so when you got to New York how weird was it. He said it was a complete culture shock. Yeah. He really he understands that he loves the fact that that's that that's what it was like. That mm-hmm. he actually got a chance to he has a chance now to see diversity as it should. Like you know people don't people don't get that. People so don't. I, from one hand, I understand. Yeah. From another hand, I don't think that people should make your issues feel lesser because they've never experienced it. <coughs> now that, now that's 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 very true. Now I was I was solely talking on the fact that like you know you get people who genuinely don't understand because mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they they've never seen yeah. a black person yeah. the only time they see black people is on TV mm-hmm. right but then you have these people who know good and goddamn well that they know black people <laughs> yeah. and then they try to undermine oh slavery was so long ago get over it man no Let's talk about everything that stemmed from slavery. If you really break down all the shit that we go through, you can you can you can pinpoint it to slavery. It's like yes. a hierarchy. Yes. We go through so much shit. Feeling of self worth, um, mm. um, colorism, mm. uh, 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 poverty, eating habits. I oh. have experienced colorism. Yes, it like is, we've we've all. That shit is. We all have. You know, I didn't. So, I hate talking about myself, but. Um, I moved to Barbados mm-hmm. uh, when I graduated college in 2010. And, and you came back? Yeah, I did. Unfortunately. Yo, unfortunately. Oh you bugging. Crop oh over. God. Never been. Oh Want to go. I did. But yeah, I came back and um, 
I came out for different reasons. But um, when I got back, when I got back, I kind of looked back on my entire time there, and I realized that colorism is real. Oh yeah, Barbados is a nation is a nation of nothing but black people. There are probably about ninety eight percent black people in Barbados. Mm-hmm. Yet the prime ministers are all light skinned Yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. people of the people that are in higher positions are lighter. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want my patients to be mad at me, I'm sorry. You know, but I'm just I am just speaking the truth. Yeah, it's true. You know, I'm not sure if Rihanna was dark skinned if she would have even made out of Barbados, mm-hmm. to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh so speaking the truth. I mean, you ever heard of Chantel? Uh no. Point and point it. Okay. Chantel's the other Chantel is the other Beijing artist that came out of Barbados. Okay. Per, Amazing artist, you know mm-hmm. shit about her, right? You know, so I mean, the, you know, colorism is real yeah. for a fact. No, right, and it, right. that shit shocked me. Yeah, that shit shocked me. It's 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 very, you know, the the light skin versus dark skin thing. Team light skin, team dark skin. I mean, that was just a way to divide us from slavery. Like yes. you, you can go back. If anybody wants to read the Willie Lynch letters or hasn't read them, I suggest you do because mm-hmm. it pinpoints this dude was. In terms of the destruction of the black culture, black mind, the black the black family, it was it was a genius plan what he put together. Mm-hmm. How he was able to take slaves and and destroy them physically and mentally. It was crazy. Yeah. Right? So he said that it should last mentally, even if slavery is over for about three hundred years. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at everything he pinpointed about instilling fear in black people, how we had our leaders shot right in front of us, mm. all that stuff to instill fear, you have the strongest black people, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Mega Ever, the strongest black leaders that people look up to, and then they're just taken away from you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have, like, you got to really think about this. And for people to just say, hey, man, get over it. It happened 300, 400, 500 years ago. Nah, we still dealing with some of the mental shit that go along with it. We still trying to find out our self-worth as a people. There was a conversation on Twitter recently, and I I swore I was never going to get into this ever again. Right. There was a conversation on Twitter recently uh, about Africans, West Indians, and Black Americans, Mm -hmm. and the differences between the three and it eventually got back to, which is where it always gets back to, is that Africans and West Indians don't like black Americans. We see them as lesser. Right. Right? And it is true. Mm-hmm. Like, it is... Oh, I, I know I know it's true. It, I've experienced it's, it. it. It's true. It's mm-hmm. true to the point that as a West Indian student, as a West Indian child, I can tell you that we're taught that they do this. They do that. Mm-hmm. They are different from us. Mm-hmm. We are better than them. Right. Right? And it is so... It's such such a deeper issue. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna get into it anymore because I felt like the problems that we have is that we are so divided. Yeah. That we don't even see each other as the same. <laughs> exactly. Right? The other thing exactly. is that why I feel such pride to myself is because that I know that from a history standpoint, I can go back to like I know that um, our family's from Barbados from and if aside from this generation of my family, so there's only. Myself, I'm the. I was the first child in my family born born in America. Right, right. So every kid after me, so it's probably like maybe seven of us now. Aside, you take out us seven, and the rest of my family is from Barbados. Mm-hmm. And then if you go back, you know, I guess maybe two, three hundred years, you go back there. We are from Africa. Yeah. Right. And I know that, but I know that I can say I can talk about crop over. I can talk about. Um, Kadumen Day, which is the over, the actual day itself, or whatever. Right. I could talk about um, Soka. I could talk about a lot of things, whatever. That people here necessarily wouldn't have that. They don't have that that correlation. That connection. They don't have that history. Right. True. As much, and it, it 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 bothers them. So there's always this underlying issue amongst all of us, and mm-hmm. I, I I hate it. Yeah. I feel bad, and I hate it at the same time. You know, but that leads to us having divisions. You know, my yeah. my my, my great aunt was here. And she's from Barbados as well, like I said. Mm. And she was talking to me about um, we had a lot of convers we had a lot of conversations while she was here, uh, just talking about things um, that happened in America um, over the over the time span. Right. And she's lived in London as well. Mm-hmm. She's in London for an extended like twenty years and like that, whatever. To move back to Barbados, but she's been to America a lot. And I had to explain to her. I was like, listen, a lot of stuff that happened here compared to London and compared to Barbados are so much more different that 
we need you need to leeway or understanding yeah. is absolutely necessary. Yeah, it was. I, look, I mean, you gotta really take a you take a look at it. Like the middle passes, like you know, they dropped a lot of the Caribbeans off in the, in in the Caribbean, yeah. and then they brought everybody else to America. You know, then they split everybody up in America. Like you yeah. know, we don't have that reach back. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. A lot of our culture is is kind of the American culture, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's uh, you know, it's when you when you start to really realize that it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I don't I don't necessarily have that reach back. Yeah. I can't just go connect with somebody, you know, and and even though I am I am from the like my family is from the Caribbean mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a mixture. Yeah. So yeah. when you don't have that self self I, I identity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. That starts to diminish your self worth. Yeah. Like I've seen, I I know West Indians, and what I love about West Indians is that you know West Indians, as a people, we take pride Very in where we so. come from. Pride we, in industry is in the model for Barbados. Like, right. Exactly. I can't get away from it. We take pride because you you've you you have your own culture. You have something that is tangible that you guys have have helped produce. Whether it's crops, whether it's this, whether it's that, you know. But when it comes to African Americans, if you really don't know your history, yeah, it's like yo, you really what your your extension of what your family is, what neighborhood you from? Mm, yeah, it you is. Know? It is. That's literally the extension of of the generations. Mm-hmm. Like you, you've spent your time here on this block. My producer family. actually, he, I was talking to him one day. And he told me that his whole family is from Harlem. Mm-hmm. His whole family lives in Harlem. I was like, yo, whole family lives, lives in Harlem? Wow. I can't even grasp that. I wish That's I could. crazy. I can't even grasp that. But then when I think about it in the perspective of, Bar- of Barbados, my, 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 whole family, my whole family doesn't live in the same area. Mm-hmm. But I know that I could travel to see my whole family in an hour. Right. Like, if I mean, in terms of going to a, the neighborhood, mm-hmm. not actually going to each individual house. Right. I could see them in an hour, mm-hmm. you know? And... I wish I had that that luxury or whatever, but I also do value. I see value in the fact that your whole like you can talk to you can go to your grandfather's house. It's amazing. Yes, yeah. it is. And Harlem has such a rich history. Like, yes, yeah, it, you know, yo. Harlem has a rich history, and it was a it was the first place of migration, like one of the first places. Yeah, not even for just people coming up from south but people coming over for the island yes yes you know like a lot of my family lived in lived in Harlem like my great grandparents marched with Marcus Garvey mm-hmm. you know this is this is Harlem is some place where okay you know if, if you are if I had a chance to not have not know where I came from yeah. and my family migrated to Harlem like I would be okay with that because yeah. this was the home of the black African American renaissance and you know the the one thing I like about this right is that so I'm from Brooklyn. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn from too. Brooklyn, Shout out to Brooklyn. You know, uh, from Flatbush, well, from Canarsie and Flatbush, I guess you'd say. What up, Cha Cha? And you know, my 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 thing about that is that I I see Brooklyn as its own state. I see Brooklyn as its own world, yeah. literally, right? Yeah. But when I I moved to Washington Heights, I was about as close to Harlem as I was gonna get, mm-hmm. and um, I really understood. The, yeah, the value of Harlem and I thought back and I started listening I'm like yo honestly like a lot of people a lot of the curators and creators here in the city are from Harlem they are from Harlem it's amazing you know and yeah. like you know I, and I now that I really are foot deep in this whatever like I look at it and I'm like yo like there's a few Brooklynites but a lot of them are from oh, Harlem yeah. and yeah. the Bronx and I mean I respect that I really respect that whatever and I respect yeah. their views because it is it is one that is deep in culture. Deep in culture, you absolutely. Know? I think diversity is important, which is why I really mm-hmm. I, I go to Brooklyn and I, and I, I fall in love all over again, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I come back up uptown, I really do understand, appreciate like the value that yeah, they have, man. you know. So that so that's dope. But anyway, so working for Emmis, mm-hmm. you had an opportunity to see a lot of black excellence in the city. Yeah. What's one of your favorite road stories? Uh, do I have a road story? I don't know if I have a necessarily. Do I have a road story? Uh oh. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So boom, it just it just clicked in my head. All right. So I was uh, this was last year. I had a chance to go to Florida, uh, for the Disney Dreamers Academy. Okay. Uh, okay. with that, which is hosted by Steve Harvey, who is on mm. WBLS, and what the Disney Dreamers Academy is is like it takes. Like these kids have to write letters, okay. you know. These kids have to write letters in the Disney Dreamers Academy to come to this conference mm-hmm. in Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. and 
you know, they write about their life and what they want to do and what they've accomplished in school, what they've accomplished. And it's for, you know, you, it's for a certain age, but any kind of color. It yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Black, white, Asian, you know, Latino. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Anybody could apply and, and has a chance to get in. So they take about 100 students mm-hmm. from all around the country. Yeah. It, you, you don't have to be the best student. That's what Steve mm-hmm. said. You don't have to be the best student, but you have to be the student who has the best spirit mm-hmm. I think he I think he said I'm paraphrasing but mm-hmm. he it was it was so amazing that I got a chance to go because not only did I get to see these amazing children uh really uh, accomplish their, their dreams and aspirations and mm-hmm. be around that those kind of celebrities but I got to see the celebrities I got to see the speakers I got to see people give so 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 much poignant advice that it hit me yeah. as a 20 Seven, it hit well. I was twenty six. It, mm-hmm. it hit me as a twenty seven now, twenty seven year old man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Understanding the position that I was in, I was just in awe. Mm-hmm. Like because these people would were literally telling me like, "Yo, you got a lot of potential." You know what? What you need to do is understand that that potential can take you far if you work for it and it's simple but you know people like Steve Harvey didn't you know told stories and Terrence J and Michael Strahan who I look up to because mm-hmm. that yo he literally get like no days off I literally <laughs> don't see him one day of the week he yeah. works for the NFL he does Fox's stuff I mean he had television shows going on the same like this man is He's, he's on the Regis. I mean, Regis, Regis is on the Michael and Kelly. And Kelly. Michael and Kelly. There we go. You know what I'm saying? And and you know does does Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. He does. He does. He does uh, NFL. Like he don't he be sleep. out here. He be out here. But this is a man who realized he had one gift in football and was able to channel that. Yeah. Into several other different things. So he's a he's a, he's a shock of football. Yo, dog, and I, yo, that's another person like Shaq and Kenny and them. Yes. Like I applaud them because it's not just basketball. Like they are really, yo. Anytime I see somebody doing stuff like we doing, mm-hmm. that has an opportunity to interview, has an opportunity to host. Like I see them, and each time I, I I'm a, I'm an observer. I'm a student of the game. Yeah, yeah. So I realize like. I'm I'm good, but I'm never going to be the best. But what I can do is be the best me. So I study mm-hmm. people, and I take I take little bits and bites of people's how they approach things, yeah. how they approach interviews, how they approach hosting. Yeah. Take and and that that's you have to be a student of the game. I'm not taking your style, mm-hmm. but best believe, yeah, I admire you because you you do the same thing that I do. Yeah. So what can I learn from yes, you? So yes, that's exactly yes. what I did at the Disney Dreamers Academy, like. That was probably the most um, exciting time I was uh, I was out, and then another time, which is totally not ex- exciting, it was just <laughs> funny. Um, we had we had to shoot something for uh, the Universal Soul Circus, so mm-hmm. we went to Atlanta. It was me and my my, my me and my coworker mm-hmm. went to Atlanta. Uh, long story short, we shot like maybe four shows in a day. We was yeah. tired, but we was looking to turn up at the end of the mm-hmm. night. We was in Atlanta. We met these, like, three random girls. And it was just crazy. So, you know, we drinking, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, this one girl, she was, like, from all over the place. Mm-hmm. She was drinking and talking about ISIS. And, oh, wow. Yo, it was it was creepy. It was, it was fucking creepy. Oh, wow. I swear okay. to you, was. I was like, so me and my man is, can't stop laughing because this other girl, this other girl from Kansas City, her and her friend, the other girl, you know, like she liked me, but she mm-hmm. was like a bitch. She was a bigger woman, wow. and I'm like, I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm past the point of lit. I'm, just, I, I'm laughing, but I think it's giving her the impression to keep going. But I'm like so lit. Well, I'm like, I'm telling her like, stop, please, <laughs> like stop trying to. And at yeah. the end of the night, she was like, I'm going back to my room, but I might as well just pick. The woman picks me up oh, like shit. I'm her bride <laughs> and goes, I think you should come with me. I'm like, stop. <laughs> like, and my man is just laughing. So, yo, that, yo, I had a hangover. It was crazy next morning. We had to go back to the circus. But, you know, those are my two stories. Yo, Shorty, and Shorty was like, 
very cherubic. She was stocky. She lifted me up. I'm like, yo, get out of here. So yo. that was it. That was a, that was another one. I don't. Yeah. I I, genu- I genu- generally don't ever laugh for real on the show. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yo, shorty, wow. nah. She lived. Yo, she's. I, I'll show you a picture. If, if I still have her, like she DM me after. She's, <laughs> she's a beefy chick. She was. Wow. She was brolic. Oh Jesus! Shout out to her though. Shout, Shout out to her to- for being strong Shout as hell. Yeah, man. Oh man. All right. So we got three minutes left. I gotta figure out how I'm gonna throw all these questions in here. All um, right. We can do rapid fire. All right, bet. So uh, the takeover. Boom! Shout out to Ro- and Robin J. Robin J. Um, you guys did the show with Raekwon. Amazing. How was that? Oh man, I mean Raekwon is one of my favorite rappers. I had a, I had a chance to interview him twice prior yes. to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it just in 2015, celebrating 20 years of his uh, Cuba, only built for Cuban links. Like, mm-hmm. I was excited. I was a fan, and yeah. um, I you know we kind of brought that to the stage. We were excited. It had Davies on it, uh, uh, Chris Casanova, mm-hmm. uh, Wordsmith, who just rocked. Who's next? Um, Segway King. Segway King. Look how I'm doing addition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, who's next? He just rocked it, and uh, a couple of Lafayette Stokely, and uh, That's my man's right yeah, there. it it was it was amazing. It brought the essence back of New York hip hop. Dope. That was one of the first really big New York shows that I I was I saw in a minute. That was like solely pretty much New York artists. It was amazing. Right. Who's next? Who's next? Got all right. Who's next? Really, really random. Wasn't even supposed to be there. Um, I was gonna go to support uh mm. Wordsmith and Chris. Shout out to them. Uh, quality. Um, uh, uh, Diani was like Scotty Beam. Sorry, Scotty Beam was <laughs> she like. You up for that. I know, I know, I know. I'm not gonna <laughs> shout a government out like that, but um, Scotty Beam was like, all right. Um, Shiny Shiny Culture who usually hosts. He's mm-hmm. on vacation. Uh, Peter Rosenberg, who also like is back and forth between, because he does amazing stuff. He's an amazing dude, yeah. but he he was doing so much stuff. He only could be there for two of the guests. Mm-hmm. She called me and was like, "Look, I need you to host. Who's next? Like, I need you to at least host. Like, I need you to bring on like three, four of the guests." Yeah. So I'm like, "This is mine." It was like six hours before the show. I'm trying to get my mind right. I was only going as a fan. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, but I had to, you know, I had to put myself in that position. Mm-hmm. Amazing show. Everybody killed it, and um. That was my first Who's Next that I hosted. Yo, you know, it, it was it was love. I, I feel love on stage, so it was amazing. Man. All right, 60 seconds, all yours. 60 seconds, all me. Okay, uh, 60 seconds, all me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who loves this culture, man. Um, I'm a host and an interviewer. Um, I'm an entertainer. I, I love people. I love the culture. I love hip-hop. I love music. Um, I love our people. And I feel like what I'm doing is just trying to put myself in a position where yeah I could make money and 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 be a fool and be informative off of what I'm doing but also pulling people up because there's not enough of us mm-hmm. in positions of high power especially in the entertainment industry so if I'm able to be in a position I want to I, I want to try to help us I want to you know help our people and you know make this Make this enjoyable for everybody, man. You know, I, I like doing stuff like this. You know, I get to be myself. You know, I gotta be at a desk and typing <laughs> and editing and everything. Like, I get to be truly me, and um, I hope that I conveyed this through this. Uh, that's what's station. up. What a segue like to the end. Yo, that's how you see. That's how you use sixty seconds. What up, Cha Cha? <laughs> how you? <laughs> you alright? Okay. At it's Jameer two yeah. E's folks two E's one off Twitter Instagram mm-hmm. folks Twitter Instagram yeah. alright and again like I said it's Wise Soul at the Real Wise on Twitter Instagram and Facebook yeah make sure you guys follow the Encore Radio Show on Twitter Instagram and Facebook again at Encore Radio Show mm-hmm. every Mondays folk every Monday we put out a new episode Let's go. promoting some curator or creator in the city or outside the city it's the Encore Radio Show good morning it's a pleasure. The Encore Radio Show podcast is an indie creative network production recorded at Real Life Studios, produced by Lance Huff and executively produced by Chris Kopsetic.